How to Talk to Spirits? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog the Magnificent Show? Start the clock! And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. I'm a little nervous here. We're expecting a blizzard. Today is December 16th, uh, and uh, we're expecting a mighty blizzard here today, where I am in Long Island, New York, and my area is supposed to get hit pretty much uh, the hardest out of anyone in my area. So we're, we're kind of sweating it out here a little bit, uh, hoping that our power doesn't go down. Certainly won't go down for this program. Uh, but this evening's program might get cut off. And if you don't hear from me for a couple of days, you know <laughs> uh, what the situation is here. Hopefully that won't happen, though, and we'll be able to carry on uh, as usual. Um, today we're going to be back into the realm of psychics and spirit uh, contacts, spirit communication. And the big question that everybody always wants to uh, get to right off the bat with, with people who uh, have spirit communication is what happens when we die? That's the big question, isn't it? It's what we really want to know. It's a big unanswered unknowable. Uh, and so, uh, it should be an interesting conversation today and I hope you will hang around for it. Uh, before I bring my guest in, I want to, uh, talk briefly about my sponsors. Today's program is sponsored by audiobooks now, uh, audiobooksnow.com. And you know about the convenience of audiobooks, right? Uh, everybody does. You, you know, basically, you can absorb a book uh, while you're doing other things, including driving or any menial chores around the house or sometimes even on your job. So uh, with audiobooks being convenient, and we all know about that, you can get them just about any place. So why audiobooksnow.com? Well, it's pretty simple. It's price point, price point, price point. Audiobooks Now Club Pricing Plan is simply the best deal on audiobooks you'll find. It offers the savings and flexibility not found anywhere else with their save on everything, discounts, rollovers, exclusive offers, loyalty program, incredible selection, and cancel anytime policy. It simply cannot be beat. Uh, plus, you get a free premium audiobook on select titles right now. Start your free 30-day trial now by using the link that's in the description, audiobooksnow.com. Uh, and... Uh, with that 30-day free trial, absolutely everything is free for 30 days. 30 days. You can't beat that. And if you're not happy uh, before the 30 days, you just cancel your subscription and you won't be charged a penny. It's only $4.99 a month thereafter. So uh, it's a great deal. I suggest you check it out, especially if you're one of these people who was pressed for time uh, and can't really uh, seem to find the time to sit down with a good book and still want to get absorb some of the content or consume some of the content that is available in book form audiobooksnow.com i do appreciate you patronizing my sponsors and the link is in the description as always uh and also we are uh sponsored today by funwise capital funwise capital is a business lender matching platform that get you get you the best lines of credit guaranteed you can apply online in 60 seconds or less and there's no effect to your credit to see how much you can get use the funding 
for anything you need to start or grow your business. I did say start. You don't have a business yet, but you got a solid business plan worked out and documented. They can help you get funding, get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months, unsecured term loans, loans based on your income, short-term gap funding or bridge loans. They work with real estate startups, like I mentioned, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. To get started with them, it's super super easy. <laughs> you just go to easier than it is to say super easy. Uh, e- easier than you can imagine. You just go to apply.funwise.com slash mindog, apply.funwise.com slash mindog. Of course, the links will be in the description, and I do appreciate you patronizing my sponsors. On to the big program, Psychic uh, Spirit Contact, uh, Psychic Medium uh, Talk, near-death experiences, all that and more on today's program. June Ahern's book tours across the United States are lively interactions, and she engages the audience with candor and humor about her writings and life as a psychic medium. She's a professional speaker, metaphysical and paranormal teacher, and life and metaphysical coach. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please keep an open mind, open your ears, open your mind, and help me welcome in June Ahern to the Mind Dog TV program. Uh, June, welcome. Thank you. And I'm going to tell you, I am hooked on audiobooks. And yep. I'm definitely going to check out that one. You know, that if I don't like it, I can't. But thank you for doing that because I am really hooked on audiobooks. You know, uh, a lot of people can't, in the world today, I, I, even with the pandemic, people have a, a tough time uh, finding the quiet time to sit down and read a book. So I, I do think it's a great convenience, uh, but there's nothing that actually can. Uh, replace the actual experience of sitting down with a book and getting into your own head. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I, I know a little bit about your story and how the, how you came to be. And what, what struck me was, uh, the line, I, I'm not sure where I read it. It's not on your website, but, uh, the, uh, having a near death experience of about 50 years ago now, it's a long, yeah. time. uh, but you, I think it said rejected, at the pearly gates reject yeah. <laughs> that that seems like a, a, a you know rejection is a tough thing to take in, in 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 any uh area of life but being rejected there is the ultimate <laughs> rejection i would say so uh tell me a little bit about how you how this all came to be for you so you, you know you get to the pearly gates and they look and they go <laughs> oh your name's not here Back. But that's not kind of how to happen. Um, you know, uh, I was a young woman and I was out for what young people like to go out for fun. And the person that I was with, I didn't realize the amount of drugs that he took. And he fell asleep at the wheel and we hit a um, utility pole head on. And this is before seat belts and safety glass and everything else. And uh, so I went through the windshield and hit the dashboard so i came back in and i brought the windshield in on my face so it ripped off my face Uh, and i remember being conscious at that moment because there was a police that came blah 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 there was no cell phones or anyway it's a long story but on the way to the hospital i was told that i expired and i only expired for 10 15 seconds and it wasn't and it took me a long time to talk about what happened during that time 
And and I and I appreciate you saying just keep an open mind. And and I think that that's the idea. I can't say to everybody you should believe my truth, but if you keep an open mind, uh, you might hear something that pertains to you or someone you know. Uh, and when I got the what happened with me is I found myself looking into like Ricky Nelson, a garden party. <laughs> I mean, literally, there were relatives there that I didn't know. Some I knew. You know, we immigrated to this country, so we left behind all our relatives. And I only remember, you know, my grandparents as a child. And I saw all of these people related to me and others that were just having such a nice time. They were laughing and they were talking and it wasn't loud. It was in a very nice kind of mellow tone. And I was standing on the other side of a, a gate, an ornate gate, just like the pearly gates, right? And I was standing, I never thought of it that way till years later. I was standing there and I wanted to go in. And I saw my grandparents, my maternal grandparents, and they looked at me and they said, hi, June, hi. And I indicated that I wanted to come in. I want to come in and be with you, everybody. It's so nice. And they smiled and, you know, kind of emotional for me. But they just said, not now, not no. now. Go, go back, you know, Scottish, go, go back, Ken, go back. And uh, you can't come in. And, and then I woke up on the... Um, just before we went into operation, you know, to put my face back together, I woke, I, I came to or something. I, I can't, it just came back. And there I was in terrible pain, you know, and, and the operation. And I couldn't talk about it for many years after. How could, you know, this isn't like nowadays where it's very well talked about and people understand psychics. This is back in the 70s. And I was raised as a good Catholic girl. And, you know, although I was a product of the 60s in San Francisco, and we we just never discussed this. And how could I tell people about I went to the other side or something happened? You know, I didn't really know. I just knew something happened. And things began to happen in my life thereafter uh, in the psychic realm. And it wasn't until Dr. Moody's book came out around 1978. And my father gave it to me, who was really opposed to what I was what was happening in my life, doing uh, psychic readings. But he gave me that book and I felt, wow, I get it now. I went to the other side. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, I have to say that that explanation is a lot better than the, the idea of being rejected because <laughs> the idea of being rejected seems like um, – Go to hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're going into heaven and no, this isn't the place for you. So they didn't reject you. They just said, come back later. Yeah, that's a lot, a lot, a lot friendlier and a lot more positive message than than no, this isn't your place. <laughs> but I felt rejected at the time. I wanted to stay there. I really wanted to stay there. It was so serenity, tranquility, all those words you hear uh, about meditation and such. That's what I was experiencing, and I've never really got to that height in my in my earthly life. I, I meditate, and I've got to play, it, but not like I experienced there. Um, when you got a, uh, and I don't want to dwell on this too long, but, but, uh, it's a near death experience. Was there a medical documentation that you, you were 
completely brain dead at this time or was it near dead? Because there are, there is a difference where they pronounce, they pronounce you dead and you could be, you know, they're ready to ship you off to the morgue and there's uh, no sign of life. You, you stop breathing, the little brain activity, but then you come right back and revive. That's a different experience than being pronounced dead. So uh, which was which was your I was not pronounced dead. I was told that in their words. Yeah, we lost you for a while there. Oh, OK. Uh, so my heart stopped. My heart stopped. Right. Yeah. I, and that that's the more common one. Now, I, the biggest question anytime I've had a psychic medium on is uh, or, or anybody who's even remotely um, connected to anything paranormal. People want to know. It's the greatest question of mankind. Want want to know what happens when we die. Uh, and so was it just for you? Uh, showing up where you're seeing your family members there, or was there the, the experience of the the tunnel, the light, all that kind of stuff? Uh, was it a a longer experience than what you just gave us the short version of, or was or, or is that it? You were just instantly in this place where you saw family members on and the pearly gates and all that stuff. That was a story. I just showed up. I did not go through a tunnel. Uh, I did not. No, I did not do any of that. I just. There I was. So this uh, the question that, that begs is why, and I know you don't have the answers, but I want to know your ideas upon on this and opinions upon it. Um, why is the experience slightly different for for many different people? Because well, the the, uh, the obvious thing is that we are filtering through the experiences we know or expect. So uh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. So. I think like anybody's even thoughts, individual thoughts about whether there's a nirvana, a heaven, an afterlife, whatever, is different for each person. And each person, according to culture and religion and what they vision. Uh, and I certainly learned that in, in, in my studies of Buddhism that, you know, we all have our own concepts and visions and images. And I believe that that is what I experience from my own thoughts of how it could possibly be. And to me, therefore, it was real right. to me and what happened in my life thereafter that never existed in my life before that. Right. Um, and I, so I really respect individuals idea about spiritualism, about religion, about non, about none of it. It's, it's up to the person and their own imagination and their own creative powers uh, because they're so close to the psychic part of the mind. Right. Activity in, in the psychic part of the mind. And mm. that was what I experienced. Maybe, I, you know, I'm claustrophobic. I don't want to go through a tunnel. Right. I, I understand that. but and, th and that's what's so curious about it. So um, <clears throat> because everybody's... It, Many people's experience is slightly different, and many people who've had this experience, their explanation of it is slightly different. You have to wonder because people who ask the question, "What happens when we die?" They want one static answer. They want they want to <laughs> they want to hear you know a one size fits all type of explanation. What happens when we die? So, and there doesn't seem to be one, which is it, it makes people. It increases the fear of dying and, and the, the fear of passing. So um, moving on now. So you had this experience. When was the first time or how did that lead you to what we call psychic communication? Where Did it take years? Did it take months? What, and, and how exactly did uh, you become a psychic medium from that experience? Well, the first 
part of the journey for me was healing the physical body. I mean, I was in not good shape. Right. Uh, in the olden days, you actually got to stay in the hospital like a week or so. Right. Yeah, they can't yeah. do that anymore. You're, they want to kick you out as soon as possible. Make oh, bed. yeah. Next day, you'll die and go die at home. And I, so I was in the hospital for, for a week. And then I went to a place, uh, a relative's place where I was healing. But I began to have, um, like, awareness of what people were thinking uh, you know, as though I was hearing it in my mind and it kind of drove me crazy. I mean, I really did think something was wrong with me. I, <laughs> like I was going, Oh, goody, goody. I, I get to know things about people before I had this car accident. I had, uh, with my girlfriends for fun, gone for a card reading, you know, and it was the, the playing cards. It wasn't the tarot. And so I got really curious and she had told me that you'll be out with two men. Well, okay. I was kind of dating one and I went out with somebody else and you would be in a car accident and blah, blah, blah. So I got very curious. And then after spending a little time healing, you know, I began to look into the play in depth. Like, how does she know this? You know, how, what was going on here? And I began to just know things about people that I would meet uh, in 1972 yeah, it must have been, must have been 1971. Uh, I took a class on the Tarot. Uh, you know, in those days, there was no internet. So you had to go around and get little neighborhood, you know, newspaper telling you what was going on. And the teachers had said to me in that class, you know, you're really good at this. So I was reading the Tarot cards. I used everybody as guinea pigs. And I was telling them things about themselves that I didn't even know most of these people. You know, friends would bring friends. And that was my interest. And I didn't know why it was happening. I thought it was the tarot cards. I had no idea it was me. I thought, well, oh, it must be in the tarot cards. I have to learn how to read them. And uh, it took me a long time to realize I, was ha I started having uh, my own spirit communication uh, with someone that I knew uh, that lived out of state and came to visit me. And I got a phone call that he had uh, committed suicide after that. And so these kinds of experiences started to happen to me and I didn't embrace them as wonderful. I, I, I was fearful of them. I didn't understand. I had no real understanding of them. And that's how it kind of started me on this road. I did not, I did not, I never advertised to do readings ever. It was all through recommendations from someone who came to me. And if a person would not tell me who recommended them, I would not see them. Why? Why is that? Because I wanted to know who was coming to my house. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want strangers in my house. You know, you know <laughs> strange right. people. Uh, I did do some part. I did do parties, you know, of people that had come for readings and wanted to do a party. So I, I did, I kind of followed that road. Um, but people always just came to me uh, hearing about me. And then I wanted to teach classes. I wanted to teach people, you know, how, how to develop this or read the Tarot. So that I did advertise for to right. get students. Uh, all, all the things you said uh, in there uh, are understandable, especially the, uh, the part of um, thinking something might you know, this is not something you necessarily want. It can drive you a little crazy, uh, and you have to question your own sanity at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like it—it it wasn't only. Uh, yeah, it was questioning. Like, am I? You know, am I making this up? 
am I actually delusional? I mean, I had all of these thoughts and, and looked and it wasn't readily accepted by my family, nor by the social group I was in. Right. You know, uh, so yeah. I can tell people I've been called every name from liar, devil worshiper, con, uh, it, you name it. I've been called it. Does it bother you? It used to. <laughs> it used to hurt because uh, I, I am a sincere person. You know, I, I, I uh, I'm, I'm not going to BS. Right. Easily. Right, right. Might be us here and there, after all. You know? What was it? Strangers that said those things to you, or no. were people in your people in your life that you cared about? Correct. Yeah, was people in your life that you cared about? Yes. Wow, that that yeah, that could be hurtful. Yeah. I, I I was I was under the assumption that you know, uh, I having been down this road a lot in my life, I started really serious investigation into paranormal stuff uh sometime in the mid 80s uh i was like in my 20s at that point and um i i you know but i've seen a lot of that what you're talking about insults and name calling and what i call cynics people who uh, uh just want to disprove it and, and have a very closed mind to it but i've never seen that in a, in a place where somebody who actually cared about the person who was claiming to be a psychic, uh, generally those people, if they don't not believers, they're more skeptical but not not cynical. And the difference we talk about often on the show is a, a cynic is somebody who just completely closes their mind. A skeptic uh, keeps their mind open but questions everything. So I could say, you know, I, it, it's startling to me that people who cared about you. Would jump sure. Well, they didn't understand it either. You know, this was all. New. This is back in the seventies, and and like I said, I I was I grew up in a, a rather strict religious household. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was against their understanding, um, and so my sisters came over kind of fast. You know, I have six, five sisters and two brothers, and right. and they started, uh, you know, coming over and being interested in it. And well, I know a lot of uh, of Christians who, who think this is the work of the devil, especially uh, spirit communication, and they, I get warned all the time not to not to have anything to do with people like you because it's evil and I'm tempting the devil and all that kind of stuff. So I'm used to that. What? The devil made me do it. Right. I, I'm just surprised that it's people who care about you because, I, you know, it doesn't seem like a, an act of a friend to just say, you know, say, you know, it, I could say I could see them saying I'm concerned about you. I'm not sure this is a healthy way to go, that kind of stuff. But when it comes to name calling and accusing you of working for the devil and all that stuff, I do. That doesn't seem like a uh, an act of a friend or somebody who, who loves right. you. <laughs> it seems like but an act about support. I mean, th that's not all people. Right. I, I continued by the support that I that I had for those who truly said I'm like I don't understand it, but you know they they said I, but I, I believe you're doing it and and uh, I I believe that as I did the reading and and I showed my sincerity uh, and I showed that I had a particular ability, uh, people were more open. So I would have to say outside of, of uh, certain family members, you know, and certain friends, I also had positive support too. Right. Um, in the, the producer who, who booked you on the show is no longer with us, but uh, not, that doesn't mean he died. He's not, he quit. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> he, he, he left me a note that said your most recent book 
helps teach people how to do this for themselves. Now, I have a link to your website on, on the, the scroll here, and it's just junahern.com. And there is a link to the Amazon where you can get all of your books uh, also in the description. The question I have is, which is your most recent book? Because there's a lot of them there, and I wasn't sure which is the, the one we wanted to talk about today. How to Talk with Spirits. Uh, oh, how to Talk with Mediums and Ghost Hunts, uh, which is now... Um, to my surprise, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I kind of really surprised about my whole life. You know, I, I wanted to be a truck. When I got out of high school, my father told girls don't go to, my daughters don't go to college because they're only going to get married. And wow. and I, yeah, they're old school. I mean, <laughs> old country, you know. Uh, and that was his understanding. And I, like I always say, so I did. I got married and I got married and I got married. And, you know, um, I wanted to be a truck driver. A big, big, and I had signed up for the school uh, just a few months before I had this accident. So this is something I said, oh, I want to grow up and be a psychic reader. That was right. not my chart. And so uh, th this book here is a surprise. They're uh, filming of uh, a murder case I worked on is to start next and uh, we have uh, Veronica Cartwright is the leading lady that's going to play me, which I think kind of looks like me anyway. Wow. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. I'm, I, I did not want to write that book, How to Talk with Spirits, because you know how many books are out there about that? Hundreds. About Hundreds. how to specifically do it for yourself? Because uh, I never. Well, I mine, mine goes through uh, whether you want, if you want to go see a medium. These are the things you should be aware of. This is how, you know, make sure that this is actually a medium that you're right. working with. Uh, or you can do it like at a seance. Uh, this is how you should do it. And what I always encourage, you really should be doing it yourself to talk to your spirits. This is how you can do it. Uh, well, that's interesting. Uh, so it, can anybody do it uh, as far as uh, you, in your opinion? Anybody, any single person can do it. Anybody can do it that has the willingness and the open mind and doesn't keep going through a lot of changes. No messages should come through that is harmful to you. No messages should come through directing you to do something that you wouldn't normally do if it is not a positive, uh, positive experience for you and other people around you. That, that's what I tell people. Um, anyone can do it. The reason that it's difficult and it's difficult for me too. When my beloved sister passed on like, like that, uh, I went to another medium because I was too emotionally involved. I mean, I was crying all the time. So that wasn't going to help me talk to my sister. How is she going to hear me if all she hears is, Whoa, why did you do <laughs> You know, she could have said, you know, if you'd shut up, maybe I could come back and tell you something. Right. So I went to a medium. That's why it's difficult for people. It's also difficult for people that say, oh, it's just my imagination. And, uh, well, maybe it is. But was it helpful and comforting to you? Did it do better for your life? It can, it can be, but it can also be upsetting and emotional. It can, it, can, it can set you in a weird place for a week or more sometimes and, and really uh, set, throw you off off balance in, in <laughs> I don't know if that's the word no, that's to describe but uh I I know somebody uh, recently who visited a psychic who had been on this uh, program and I'm trying not to uh, uh, 
you know, give away a confidence here. But this person went specifically to try to contact one person who had passed. And the psychic uh, was giving her a lot of stuff from other people. And that was extremely frustrating for her. Is there, you know, that that whole idea of having a predetermined experience or expectation of I'm going to the medium to contact this one person. Is that possible or not? I just answered this question this morning to somebody on an email uh, and uh, another reader that said, I feel spirit, but I don't know what to do. And I said, don't ever take anybody that just wants to contact that one person. Right. But I'm going to tell you, you, it's up to the spirit. You Calling somebody up doesn't mean they're going to answer the phone. You know, I get a text and somebody said, and I don't answer it that day or something. And people text back, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Why aren't you texting me back? I'm like, well, because I'm busy or I don't want to. Right. <laughs> Same spirit. You can call them up, but it does not mean it's they're going to answer. It happens more than people realize. You go to a medium or a seance, whatever, and you want that one person, and you get a slew of other people coming. Even if your first grade teacher, this, I mean, this has happened to me for people. And that's your message. That's the message. Take it. Um, so it, if they push too hard, is there any negative in your, in your uh, opinion again? Because this is all opinion. We haven't really, you know, I talk to a lot of psychics and, and a lot of people who, who are involved in this stuff. And I, I like to use the word opinion because everybody's, uh, perspective on it is different. That doesn't mean anybody's right or wrong. It just means they have a different perspective because it, their experience has been a little different. So is there anything negative from this person who went to a psychic when they got frustrated, starting to try to push and say, no, that's not who I want to talk to. Is there uh, any kind of uh, bad, back, bad side of that, any kind of negative side of that? <laughs> I, I laugh because God, I've been through, I've been up and down this road. With oh people. yeah. I, I tell people right off. You know, I tell people right off. Uh, you know, I've worked with the police on murder cases, missing persons. And I want to talk about that later yeah, on, but, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I did not come from a social grouping where we were involved with the police on a really positive level, and um, so <laughs> it was it was a challenge, and. If you keep, if you're that dissatisfied and you need, I would hope that the psychic would say that spirit may want to come to you when you're alone in a dream or, or wherever you are, that spirit may not want to come through me. You know, you can't just call a spirit and, and they say, Oh yeah, I'll come through her. I mean, I get spirits that I don't even know and they come start coming through me and it might be for a client i know or oh the, it's really hard when you're standing in, in Safeway at the same place as somebody and the spirit comes through and you go i don't even know this person well just tell them so uh spirit comes to who they want to and they come when they want to and it, you can't demand it is it negative it's negative in the sense that it's a disappointment mm. if a person is disappointed right. then it's negative but that's yeah. life. Oh, and yeah. say, life is full of disappointments, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know if you can say that on your program. But that's uh, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Um, 
no judgment here because I came from uh, that same era that you did in the 70s and 60s and 70s were a different time so uh, um, and I did every drug under the sun but uh, so the question here is have you ever experimented with psychedelics I was a product of my environment in San Francisco during the summer of love yes yeah so because there's a, a lot of scientific research now into this link between uh, psychedelic experiences and what we consider um, psychic experiences and particularly in the area which of DMT which I have never done but I am fascinated by the stories that people uh, are bringing back so when you your experience with with psychedelic drugs if, if you had any of those experiences were those similar in, in your uh, opinion to what the psychic co spirit contact uh, is like or not uh, there are similarities, yes. You know, um, I did experiment with LSD, and we had very nice LSD back there in the 60s and 70s. Then it got kind of weird. Um, I mean, even the grass got kind of weird. My nephew giving it to me later, I go, oh, my God, this stuff's too strong. I um, haven't heard anybody call it grass in a long time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they, yeah. call it, they call it weed now. Or, I, you know. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> Matchbooks. You should buy nickel not matchbooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody calls it nickels anymore either, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so I mean, the experience, though. Because you know what? I age myself. I've lived my life, and I've lived things where people may say, oh, you shouldn't have done that, or that's a bad girl, or whatever. But I did it, and I'm here, and I'm telling yeah, them. Right. And <laughs> by this point, anybody who hasn't is probably long gone. I mean. <laughs> really look at uh you know let's take uh some of the older uh rituals uh native americans let's take that and how they had their their ritual of uh opening up to the other dimensions right and so in that way uh psychedelics will open up the mind to other dimensions and that's the similarities i uh, saw other places meaning through energy and aura and uh experienced on that level i i believe the psychedelic uh, experiences i had had a little tendency to be more intense and chaotic than the psychic impressions and information i get during a reading uh, mm. I, I could not survive that way and do the readings i've done and the work i've done if i was experiencing it like i did during a psychedelic um trip do they right. say trip yeah 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 i think they do Okay, <laughs> so, and, I, and I believe that there's there's nothing wrong with it, but it should be handled really as a ritual if you really want to expand the consciousness. Right, you handle you should prepare yourself and and take it as that. You know. Um, well, what's interesting to me and why I why I am really interested in it is that uh, yeah, as you mentioned in the seventies or even you know even eighties and nineties. Traditional science, science was not, and they poo-pooed this stuff. They were very cynical towards all this stuff. Yeah. But the advent of the research into things like DMT and uh, psychedelic mushrooms and LSD and all that stuff has opened the door to scientific serious scientific research into what the mechanisms of consciousness are and uh, is there really a portal portal to another dimension or uh, you know the psychic experience through some of these things so that fascinates me because I I 
a scientist at heart, although I uh, I keep an open mind towards this stuff and I'm really inquisitive and, and curious about it. Uh, I'm happy to see science taking it seriously and doing some real research into it. And the stuff with DMT is fascinating. The stories are, you know, when I, when I mentioned that people psychics have different or, or near-death experience people have different experiences the dmt one is almost completely unified uh, especially for people who smoke dmt uh so and they talk about beings that come to visit them they're not sure how to how to uh name them or label them some people call them elves some people call them angels some people call them uh just uh demons whatever they call them but apparently the, when, when you're on this stuff uh and it's a very short trip not like lsd it's a 15 minute blast off complete blast off to heaven and back uh but they all ex- the description of the experience is unified everybody has the same thing and since dmt happens naturally in our body but there's an inhibitor that uh, in our blood that keeps it from being processed, uh, I'm thinking that there may be some link to that substance to what what you know you basically just call psychic mediumship. So I'm just curious about that. That's why I asked if you had ever had that experience. Now I want to talk about your forensic work because I that's another thing that really really uh, the cops come to you, you go to them. How does that work? <laughs> uh, yeah, the cops came to me. Uh- which is like, oh, I opened the door. There's a hello, wow. detective. So, yeah, they first kind of called me. But, um, no, uh, the, the client came. Well, on one case, the client came, my client came to me because her sister-in-law was missing and uh, came at, at night. You know, I'm a single parent. I go to bed early and everything. And suddenly my phone rings. And for some reason, I pick it up and it's a client and uh, my sister-in-law is missing. And I had read for this sister-in-law before too. Uh, so they came over and, and I gave them a lot of information. I even drew a picture of who I believed uh, took her and they took it to the police. And it took a while for the police to come around Um uh, the information that I did receive was very useful to the police and the prosecutor because they both, the detective came quite a few times and the prosecutor, uh, attorney uh, came, uh, once and it, they took me out and took me on the thing. I told them things that they never told even the family. And it was the difficulty with them is they, they need to have more exact information in this, in the psychic mind. It is like the artist. You have an interpretation of information, right. not necessarily the exacting information. Um, and the other uh, really important case, well, two of the ones that I worked on, uh, the spirit came to me and I did not know the people, but I knew people that knew the relatives. So okay. so I had to go to my friend and, and say, friends, and say, listen, I, I think you know so-and-so, and uh, her sister was dead or her daughter was dead. And this is what I'm getting. And I'm going to tell you, not all people are going, oh, give me information. They're like, who are you? Yeah, but they want closure, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's really, really hard to work with uh, the people left behind. Uh, it, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. 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 I, you know what? I've been... I've been in that position. I've had uh, very close relatives be murdered, and it, it is something uh, you don't want to think about. And I know a lot of my family who have uh, uh, they they just 
don't want to talk about it. They don't they don't want to relive it. They don't want to know about it. It's over with. Put it in the past. That kind of thing. So there is that. Um, do you know if, if the cases you've been involved in have resulted in convictions? Uh, one did. He just got out of prison last year. And wow. so, yeah. Mm. And then, so he went in about what 1986. I think it was uh, 1987. Something about that time. The reason I ask that is because I, I think it could go both ways. In in, in other words, um, if a jury should find out that a cop or a prosecutor had worked with a psychic it, because people are skeptical, that might turn them off to any of the facts. They might even t- turn their mind off to listening to the facts of the case because they're going to think, because they're prejudiced against the idea of psychic phenomena to begin with. And if they went to a psychic that led them to this person, that would close their mind. So I could see how that would work again against the conviction, which is why I get really curious about the use of psychics in criminal cases. Like how much, and and is that always a, you know, kind of uh, that information given to the jury or do they, they try to withhold that? (laughs) Oh no, no. they, they do not discuss that at all. No, it is not not something that they would uh, readily bring up. And, and they act quite frankly, I have found that they're quite really, uh, reluctant and extremely skeptical, uh, but the family calls it in or the family wants it. I mean, it was the actual uh, prosecutor that uh, really insisted on coming to see me. It was right. it's actually his wife that insist the prosecutor's wife that insisted because she had heard a lot about positive things about me as a reader and a person. And no, no, they're they're quiet about it. Right. There's a question in the chat room. I don't know if you can see it, but it's it's a curious one. I've never heard it put that way. What's a spirit? Well, we're all spirit. We all spirits. It's the spirit of who we are. It's the essence of who we are. Uh, you know, the spirit of you. Because when your body is, when you're dead, your body, you know from uh, a person that you go visit in the thing and they're heavy. There's like nothing. Right. Their life is gone. So, you know, we say things like, oh, they're high spirited. Or what a spirit they have. You know, well, <laughs> no, it is us. It is the true essence of who we are. Hmm. Do you, so is it is it related to brain function in any ways? Or is our brain just a a receptor of like spiritual information, like a radio or, or you know, picking up that that's the big question because so much of life you know you when you pronounce dead it's because of lack of brain activity that's that's the final determination so that's the big question that science really wants to know the the connection between what we call uh mind and consciousness brain activity mind and consciousness that's the big mystery as far as science is concerned and it's it's puzzling what's your take on that well, let me tell you this. We metaphysical students are really happy scientists. Is, the science is catching up with us. Yeah. And that there, I do have an article that I read that was sent to me a few months ago that uh, some scientists are saying that there is the brain, which is the computer, but there's the programmer, which is the mind, which is the spirit that programs the brain and how, how to have the brain function. Our brain is uh, a tool. You know, it's it's a computer, the right. mother load kind of a thing, and it's fed. And here's an example of how it's fed. It has been proven that we can change for the better our life if we feed certain words to the brain. 
if we repeat certain words to the brain, that's why people chant or people pray. Well, you know, whatever. And um, so it has been proven by scientists that the brain waves change and change directions as we feed certain words to them. Mm, that's very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I, I, you know, I, I try to really keep up with any of the latest science uh, studies. Yeah, I, I follow a guy named Lex Friedman, who's an M MIT uh, researcher, and the thing about him is he's a, he's obsessed with getting to the bottom of all this kind of stuff. He's also, in, you know, he's one of the people on the forefront of trying to find a, a link between psychedelics and psychic medium. But uh, when, when we talk about metaphysical and uh, it's psychic phenomena, is that where your um, belief system? ends on this stuff or um because uh, and uh, the reason i'm asking this question is most of the the psychics uh, or people who are involved in this stuff i talk to go beyond just uh spirit contact but you know start to expand their beliefs into a lot of different things and when i and when i say a lot of different things i'm talking about bigfoot ufos ghosts you know ghost hunting yeah. all, all that stuff um what what so I, I'm going to assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you you believe in ghosts, and if 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 so, what's the difference between a ghost and what you would talk, uh, what you what you would uh, consider like spirit contact? Is there a difference? Yes, yeah. Anyway, you know, actually, a ghost is a spirit, but it's it's a kind of a contained, stuck spirit of a, of a being that uh, had been living at one time um i just want to just quickly address my beliefs my beliefs change as as i have better understanding so i don't i'm not stuck in beliefs i'm open like well what do you want to say to me and you know and let me think about it let me experience it i really think people should experience things for themselves if you're going to say something uh what's your experience in it or what are you basing it on right so to me uh, just to you know, the difference between them while I'm speaking with people, a ghost is a being that is stuck in time and space. And I don't think this is hard to understand. We all have friends that when we talk on the phone, they go, God, that was the greatest. When I was 14, I was like, that was great. And all they want to do is talk about their teen life. I'm like, so done with that stuff. Or I'll never get over it. I'll never get over. It. He broke my heart. How old were you? 15. I'm like, Oh, Jesus. So it's a, it's, stuck in time and space that they're not going to get over and they linger around in certain buildings and certain places because they just can't get over it you know and i'm like get over it you blew up you're dead okay leave the planet right. that's, I, you know that's my way maybe it's not very the kindest most compassionate put it like way but that's my way well, when that's where it gets confusing on the scientific and the difference between Newtonian uh, physics and, and Einsteinian physics and all that stuff about timelines. And, and I, I agree with you. There, there is, um, there is a, a, a way to get stuck in a certain period of time. And that, but that's what's confusing because t uh, Einstein teaches that uh, time is not just linear. It's, it, it's flexible and bendable. And yeah. so, uh, it, 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 it can get awfully confusing for a small brain like me to kind of process some of that stuff. But, but I do think there, there is, um, hope that we will have better understanding is it, in your opinion, 
is that understanding crucial? Because you've mentioned a couple of times here, I, uh, if it makes you feel better, you know, that that should be enough. We Do we need to understand it more? I feel like we do, but I'm curious about it. You know, I, I question all the time. When my sister passed like that or friends have passed from some sort of substance abuse, and I think, why? Why? Why did you do that? Or why did you have to leave? Or, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I think that we should look at it scientifically. I think we should keep an open mind with skepticism, healthy skepticism. And I don't mean if it makes you feel good uh, in an unhealthy way, because I certainly don't believe anymore in, in, in people uh, – using drugs and, and other things to make them feel good. I think that we have to find other ways, you know, that are healthier. And if it makes your life better and those around you have a, some of those, at least a sense of peacefulness in your life, then it's working. Right. Uh, I think that uh, people ask too many questions all the time, not healthy questions. Why can't I see them? Why? Why? Well, why don't you just accept that you don't see them, but maybe you feel them? You know, I don't like to push my agenda on any one person. I, I appreciate that. Uh, but And earlier you said about dreams, and I've I got to tell you, I I have very vivid dreams of, of somebody who I know who passed. and But they're always so weird that it, it the dreams themselves are so weird that when I wake up, and even though it feels lucid like it was, it was something that uh, I had some control over and it felt very real even after waking up because of the, the insane nature of the experience. I mean, really crazy things happen. I, I, I'm left confused. Like, is, is that, could that possibly be an actual spirit contact or is that just my imagination and my desire, my strong desire to want to, hold on to contact with this person. I think all of that. I think, you, you know, it, it is often your desire that begins to create a communication. It's like you're uh, kind of energetically calling energy to you, which is spirit is an energy. The spirit of us are our energy. And I think dreams are a great way. It's certainly a safe way for most of us. Do I think every dream of someone that you has passed away, transitioned out of here, is a spirit communication? No, I don't believe it is. I think certain ones, and certainly there's a greater feeling, like, wow, I, I think I just even was with them or heard them. It's a whole different feeling than I kind of dreamt about them. Right. You know, I can't, uh, because it is a continual mystery and I'm always like everybody else, how does this work? I'm beginning to look at other dimensions as existing more than I ever did before. And uh, do we move to other dimensions in our in our sleep time? I believe that we do, and we can. Pretty pretty uh, powerful stuff to think about. <laughs> I I mean, when I think about it and study it, you know, I, I, I practice with the uh, Rosicrucians, and right. the Rosicrucians are a metaphysical science uh, right. group. And we talk about this and, and see, you know, is this a possibility? Could this actually really exist? Right. Well, uh, and uh, please don't, please don't take this as any way accusatory or 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 pointing a finger at you. But I I I think it's important to acknowledge there are phonies out there, aren't there? Put people. Oh, talk, yeah. Just like there's the phony politicians, right. just like there's phony attorneys, phony doctors. You need to do your uh, your homework before you give yourself over to a person saying they're psychic. 
Right. So, so, but the the big problem with that uh, with this is that uh, that keeps a, a science from being more willing to kind of look at this seriously because there's, in my opinion, there's a lot of you know I I've had a couple I one I think on the show who I uh, I thought was just a somebody out looking to take $20 a pop from people for, for doing palm readings and things like that. And so, but I think there's more of them than, than I shouldn't say more than the, the real thing. There's a lot of them. And the, the sheer number of them is what keeps science from taking it seriously and doing some real serious, because people like me, I just want to know how it works. I want to, I want to know, I just want to get under the hood and say, how, how, what are the, you know, what are the mechanisms of the, of the experience? I'm, I'm curious about the actual contact, of course, but the mechanisms are fascinating to me. But when you see somebody like that, who's, who's just a, you know, ripping people off a con man, it makes you skeptical, cynical of the whole thing. And that's why we have so many cynics. You agree? I agree. I agree. And that's uh, my very first book that I wrote uh, wrote called The Timeless Counselor was all about uh, finding the right reader, how you know the reader is a real reader, how you know a con, what kind of question, you know, it just goes through the whole thing. It was everything everybody asked me. I got tired of answering, so I wrote it in a book. Right. Okay, buy the book, and then you don't have to take my time up asking me again. And um, I, I really know it's like anything else. The best way is knowing somebody and asking their experience. What did you experience when you were with this person? Nobody psychic at all should say, I am the answer. I can get rid of this for you. I know where what you need and what you don't need. A reader is exactly that. They are already reading what's in your consciousness, subconscious, acoustic records, like that. They're not telepath. They shouldn't be telepathically. They really should be able to plug into things. They don't know about your past. Right. I mean, really should validate themselves to you. My opinion. You just brought me back to 1992. I was on the radio and uh, I, I was trying to kind of press a psychic on, on explaining to me how, how it worked. And she took it as an attack and put a curse on me. <laughs> and we laughed it off. <laughs> we la- we that's wrong. <laughs> flat out wrong. I learned the hard way about being pissed off at something really bad. So I went ahead and did a curse one time. <laughs> and the things that happened to me in the few following months, I learned my lesson. That's nothing to fool around with. And maybe especially somebody like me that's already uh, in that kind of world to, to be very careful. No, now that's something I put in my book. If someone tells you these things or a curse or they if you give them more money, they can remove curses. Forget about curses. You know, of the thousands of people I read for, I've only come across like a handful of people that I actually picked up. There was something happening. Somebody sending out bad juju to them. Thousands I, over my, my almost 50 years of reading for people all over the United States and the world. Yeah, my my whole take is uh, bad things are going to happen in your life anyway. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's easy to attribute it to a curse, but every every single one of us is going to have some some rain to put it nicely in their life. And so, if you if you want to attribute it to a curse, you can. But I kind of just laughed it off. I, you can put a curse on me all you want. I know I know shit's going to happen to me anyway, <laughs> whether whether you want it to or not. 
But you, you're dealing with, I mean, you know, not to get into this really, but look at the amount of fear that's even in this country, you know, and how people prey upon people's fearful minds. And that should never happen. You should leave a reading feeling that somebody heard you, you have more hope, you have some direction. Uh, a reader cannot predict a future that you're not willing to participate in, in some level. It may not be your conscious level, but at some level, you're going to participate in that outcome. That's my thought well, about it anyway. That's interesting because we haven't really talked as much about that as I would have liked with people who, who deal with spirit communication is the idea of, you know, the timeline and being able to predict future. And the other part of that is the idea of telepathy. Uh, so uh, I'm gathering from that statement you just made that you believe that we can't, spirits can see the timeline better than we can in some way or determine and give you answers about your future. Yes. Well, I won't say that. Uh, okay. Here, here's the difference. Spirit communication and the reader in her, uh, Psychic communication can can also be channeled in with other spirits other than the client. Right. Um, most spirits that come through are not talking about the future. Spirit communication really isn't about the future. It's about bringing uh, comfort or uh, the advice could be why you keep worrying all the time about uh, your finances. Why don't you go out and find a job? Now, that's something that dad and spirit might say, but they don't really say, well, you're going to get the job on 4th Street if you go and blah, blah, blah. That's not spirit. That's not been my experience of why we call on spirit of the right. dead. Um, and the other part of that, as I mentioned, is telepathy. And I think this is the great fear that people have. And in, in other words, privacy is a major concern in, in the world, but our most private thing is our thoughts. And the last thing we want is somebody being able to read our thoughts and know every deep, dark, dirty secret that goes on between my ears. Uh, and so I think that's what keeps people in fear of psychic stuff, do you believe in telepathy? Oh, completely. As a matter of fact, I teach it more and more all the time. And Yikes. It's, to go. it's, it's, <laughs> that's it's scary. And it's so easy because it happens every day. Anyway, in your life, almost every day, you'll think of a friend or a relative and they'll text or call you or something. Or they'll say, Oh my God, I was just thinking of you. I mean, it's so simple to understand. Well, that's a little, uh, that's a little less, fearful than what, I, what i'm thinking yeah, and yeah i think most people think of it as being able to read every single thought uh, where i could i can see it, you know on stage especially with my the the guy i'm in a, a band with and, a, and a do a lot we're on the same wavelength we we know what songs were, were each one of us wants to play next we don't work from a set list and we can just look at each other and say you know yeah. and, Agree on that stuff, but to be able to kind of uh, know every single dirty thought you've ever had is what scares people. It's like I, oh, don't yeah, I remember the nun saying, "The day of um, judgment will be when you know everything about everybody." And I go, "Well, here we are. We got Facebook. We even know what somebody ate." Right. Uh, you know, uh, readings are not are not tele really telepathically. I've had so many people say to me, "Well, if you're psychic, tell me what I'm thinking," and I go nothing there ain't nothing up there worth talking about <laughs> i 
but you, you know, can still I, like to have a little good time with people. Right. Yeah. You don't even you don't even have to be a psychic to think I, for me to know what you're thinking. I'm thinking yeah. you're, you're thinking I'm I'm, I'm a, a charlatan. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. I can yeah. tell by that glass. Yeah. Or I'd say you just want a reading for free. Here's my card. Right. And um, <laughs> I have brought up things to people that they have not either ever discussed with anyone or very, very, very few people. Uh, I remember a woman uh, that I had talked to her about having an abortion and that's why she was feeling whatever. And she got so pissed at me and she got up and she left. And, and then she called me a couple of weeks later and she said, I am so horrified that I, I, she got really mad at me and used language to show me she was mad at me. And she said, I did, but I never, ever wanted anyone to know about it. And you, when you said it, it brought up so much for me. And I, I, I said it in a way that it was time for her to heal. That's, that's, what came, that's what came to me. It is time for you to heal when you had this abortion. You've never healed it. Oh, she jumped out of her seat. And that's just one example of how people will deny things. They'll get mad at you. Uh, a reading really, really should be about a healing of something. Uh, right. Bring comfort to you. Even the bad news. You know, it's like you've got to face this bad news. You, you've got to deal with this. How right. do you deal with it? And that's where people don't understand how a very positive reading with the right reading for you, not maybe not for someone else, can really add to your life. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I, I know we're over the hour here, but just to briefly, uh, um, most of the psychics that or people who I don't want to call them psychic. And the, I always make the joke, why do psychics only come in one size medium um, mediums that I talk to? Um, they end up becoming healers, you know, energy healers of, of some so do you do any of that work? Or like uh... Only for animals. I do. I, I learned Reiki. I was in tune to, you know, the master degree, but I use it for animals. I've used it for a couple of friends, um, but it's not my forte. My sister that transitioned on, it was her forte. Right. Uh, mine is mouth talking. Oh. Right. <laughs> I'm a talker. In okay. case you haven't noticed. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, uh, you know, so I would never say to somebody, I, I can heal you or blah, 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 that, you know. Uh, but I, it is interesting, and you're absolutely right. You know, we do go into healing. I want to know that when I leave this planet, I have done something good for somebody in life, made their life better. That's right. what I want to know. Yeah, well, don't we all? And I think that's the most important thing that uh, attitude anybody can adopt is trying to trying to make, leave the world a better place than when you arrived. Uh, it's it's a simple concept, but I think we get caught up in the selfishness and in uh, the day to day and keeping up with the Joneses that so many of us forget about that. And yeah. I think that 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 really is the meaning of life. And I talk about it almost every single episode. It's all I want to do is uh, affect people's lives in a positive way. If I could do to one person with each program, I feel like I've accomplished something and I've left some kind of legacy. Um, are you still doing readings or are you just doing talks? How, how do you, how, what are you, what's your world? Yeah, like? yeah, I've given up the readings. I have a good support, a uh, very loving husband that says, ah, just give them up and enjoy your life. And, and I love them. I mean, I do, but I just don't have the, the energy that I believe should be used for each client. Right. And, um, so I don't do readings and I do coaching 
metaphysical coaching in a very light way. I have to really know that we match, but I do do monthly presentations on Zoom now just because I want to give people what I've learned that made my life more understandable and peaceful. Uh, and that's what I do. I, you know, I go out and I love my animals. I love my grandkids and that's my life now. Yeah. Nice stuff. It's, it's good to be, uh, you know what I had, I say I, I had many midlife crises, crises, but by the time I got to the age I'm at now, I'm very comfortable with it and feel like mm -hmm. I've accomplished something just by surviving and still being here. And so I'm going to enjoy every second of it. Now that yeah. I'm yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so the website is com, and I know you, uh, you have a, they can get the books there, but the, the link to the Amazon page where, where all of June's books are, uh, located. The current book is called Teaching People to Talk with Spirits or How to Talk with, what's the name of it? Uh, oh, now you got me confused. <laughs> is it? How, how to talk or, to spirits. How to talk, how to, talk to spirits. Okay. autograph copy in the United States. I'm not going to mail it out anymore. But if you, uh, across, if you want it, you can get it through me or just go to Amazon and, um, and or your bookstore. Your bookstore, uh, you know, can they get it. There aren't any bookstores anymore. <laughs> they're like, they're I like, know it's very sad. I love libraries and bookstores. We have uh, one left. Yeah. Uh, one bookstore left here in town. Wow. Uh, where, where are you? Well, I live in Pacifica now, which is about 20 minutes out of San Francisco. Oh, I nice. San Francisco, I love the city. But yeah. um, things okay. happen. Yeah, okay. I could see there might be more uh, bookstores out there. Where I am, there's nothing. I mean, oh, every, really? oh, everything's that's... online. It's it's all Amazon or Barnes & Noble online. I, or, or I, I guess it has to be what it is. But maybe the storm will clear up all that for you and you'll find yourself in a, a new world once it's gone. Well, I, I used to love when I was a teenager going, going to uh, – and even as a young adult and – browsing through bookstores but if that experience is no longer where you could just walk through and just pick up a book and and see if you like it and not put put it down and check out another one and until you found the one if that the, you know the online experience it doesn't match that it's just it's still, uh, yeah our bookstores you can still do the ones that are open you can still do that here right. in the west coast well, I appreciate your time, and, and please, you know, anytime you want to come back, the door is always open to you. I, I, I enjoyed this conversation, and I hope we've uh, given some people some some food for thought right. here and, and some inspiration to kind of take this stuff a little seriously and uh, not poo-poo it, not be closed-minded to it. Yeah. So. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share. Uh, uh, thank you for being here, and uh, continued success, and bye for now. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. 
They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by VaporDNA. Founded in 2013, VaporDNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code ORIONQ. Uh, Juna Heard, folks, I hope you got something out of that, and I hope you appreciated this talk, and I hope you come back and subscribe and tell your friends about it and all that kind of stuff, and go to MindDogTV.com and get on my mailing list so you know when we're going to have great guests on, and questions and comments uh, for me are always uh, available at info at MindDogTV.com, info at MindDogTV.com. Tonight, if we have a program and, and i'm assuming we are but you never know with the storm we've been knocked offline several times in the last couple of weeks a lady named yale tusk uh who is, specializes in chinese healing acupuncture and all that kind of stuff she will be with us at 8 p.m eastern god willing uh and no storm knocking out the, the power so join me then till then i'm matt napple for the mind tv podcast have a great rest of your day and bye for now Looking for an open door It seems so hard to find Can't you see I feel it too The communication is coming through Feeling lost and I'm so
Across the room.